When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. Hello and welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison, and this is a podcast about recovery, spirituality, positive psychology, and just life. If you like what you have to hear here or have any more inquiries about Recover Your Soul and what we're about, I'd love for you to go visit the website. It's called recoveryoursoul.net. And we have blogs and Instagram, Facebook, and we're really creating a community. I'm creating a community where we can explore these spiritual ideas together with the desire to be happy and whole. If you're interested in my story, there's also a page that will talk a little bit more about how I got here. So let's get started. I wanted to talk about self-esteem. And I wanted to talk about worthiness. And it's such a part of spiritual recovery that it's almost a foundation that is important to explore in ourselves and to understand what our baseline is. I know for me, when I was really using alcohol as a way to cover my feelings, there was a lack of self-esteem that that believing in myself and the trusting in me and my abilities and how I walked the earth and what I was doing was at an all-time low. And the more I've worked with people and talked to people and done recovery and been in small groups and really been on this spiritual journey, there is an overwhelming theme of unworthiness. And I'm curious where that comes from and what is it in each of us that we need to overcome to get to that place where we can let that go. I looked up the definition for self-esteem and It is defined as confidence and one's own worth, abilities, self-respect. I wonder, we all know that at some point in our childhood, damage is done. And I wonder how many of us can't ever move past the faults that happen in our young lives And be able to grow into our own whole, connected, self-esteem worthy adults. And I know for me, I feel incredibly lucky because I had two parents who really loved me unconditionally. 
And yet, there were messages that I picked up as a child that maybe they never meant to give me about being good, about doing the right thing, about not being too big of a personality, about not wanting too much. And the other big message that I got that I have worked through in my life is not being smart enough. That has been huge for me. I struggled in school. I struggled in school from the very beginning. And my mother is a really book smart uh, woman. As a matter of fact, when I was in middle school and high school, she went back and got her PhD and worked in a national lab and made a life for us that was vastly different than the hippie life that I grew up with in New Mexico. And I think of the people that I grew up with and how, for some of them, school was their place where they thrived. And they loved learning and they loved studying. And it just stuck in there for them. And I would read and it wouldn't stay in. My memories are not exacting of the experiences, they're memories of feelings. Even right after a conversation, I couldn't tell you exactly what was said, but I could tell you how I felt and, and what the energy was around it. Well, being a kid in the 70s and 80s, there wasn't the same amount of tools or understanding of who people were at that time, so I was just slated as being less than. And that was a real struggle for me, because I convinced myself that I wasn't all that smart. And I still, to this day, have to catch myself when I'm afraid of doing something because I don't think I'm smart enough to achieve it. So then that hits our self-esteem. And some of us have had people tell us, who do you think you are? You're not worthy, you don't deserve this, you're not deserving. And those messages, those messages go deep. Those messages are hard to overcome. And I know in the rooms of recovery, you hear so often that substances or food or addictive behaviors or the ability to think you need to control the world around you start at such a young age when we're just trying to understand where we fit in and if we're enough and if we're lovable and if somebody loves us. And sometimes it's not our family. Sometimes it's the environment around us. And I can't even imagine today the amount of pressure of young people with social media. In the days when I grew up, if someone was going to say something about you, they generally said it to your face. And now people can say it online. 
and the dysmorphia that we have of trying to be perfect or please some unattainable perfection of beauty or money or body is overwhelming. Another reason to fall back on addictive behaviors or substances that can relieve us for just a minute from that kind of pain. So I feel strongly that what has happened for me in this major shift in my life from having a life that was unmanageable and painful and dark to a life that feels whole and vibrant and full of love and connection comes from this shift in my mind of letting go of that unworthiness that being not smart enough and really living in a place that is more attuned to that self-esteem and it's not a self-esteem an ego self-esteem this is a self-esteem that comes directly from my connection with my higher power our egos are created to save us to keep us safe. That we learn these lessons when we're young that our parents teach us or society teaches us and our ego is always keeping us in check to make sure that we're not going to go outside of those bounds. But our ego can also become askewed and be hungry for more. Hungry for attention. Hungry for accolades, hungry for somebody to give us a pat on the back and show us how beautiful and how smart and how deserving we are. And when you're in that ego state of either of those places, the ego that's keeping us small and quiet or the ego that is so hungry, we're not connected to our higher power and our higher self. And then in those spaces, it becomes incredibly easy to get caught up and overwhelmed in addiction. And again, for me, my major addiction was alcohol. And also, a huge piece for me was feeling that it was my job to fix and take care of everyone around me. So we each have these opportunities to take a look at what is the motivation behind what we're doing and what our actions are. And if we can look at our day and say, I'm having, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling connected. I can turn things over to my higher power. I don't feel that I have to be right. I don't feel like I have to control things. And there's a sense of well-being that comes that rises up as self-esteem. That rises up in feeling like, I am enough. I am lovable. I am loved. I am perfect just as I am. I am beautiful. I love who I am. 
And it's funny to even say those things as affirmations. There's a something inside of me that has that tweak of how hard it is to say those things and to feel it in a way that is healthy and positive and affirming and whole. I think if we could really be in a place where we saw ourselves as whole, healthy, connected people and not in the space of less than, wounded, broken, there would be such beauty around us. But what happens is that we come from a place that is of that darkness. And of that is fear. And I love to think when I'm looking at my life, is this coming from fear or is this coming from love? And if I look and if I break it down to just those two choices... My life used to come from fear. Afraid that I wasn't a good enough mother. Afraid that my marriage wasn't good. Afraid that we weren't going to have enough money. Afraid that I wasn't smart enough. Afraid that I didn't have it all together. That someone would figure out who I was and that I'm, I really am not all that great. Fear, fear, fear. And when I let go of drinking in exchange for connection, the fear started to move away from me. And it doesn't mean that I'm not affronted on a regular basis with my humanity. I am aging. I am 50 years old this year. And for somebody who um, leaned on how I looked in the world, it is interesting to watch yourself age. And I'm, I feel blessed and lucky that my vanity has kept me in creams and moisturizers since I was 20 years old. And so I'd say I'm aging well. But I could look at myself and I could get really caught up in crow's feet and um, a flabby tummy and not being as fit as I wish that I could be and being a voluptuous gal. But something in this new way of life that I have has changed how I look at myself. And it's changed how I look at myself because my number one objective in my life is to be connected on a higher level with myself, with my higher power, and with others. And so when I look in the mirror, what I see is someone who really deeply cares about people. What I see is someone who really deeply cares about their family. What I see is someone who really deeply cares about humanity. 
and someone who loves themselves. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful to me because when I look at people and I look at other people in the world, I'm not looking to see if they're a size zero or they're a size 16. I'm looking in their eyes as the human being that they are. And so often what I see when I look at people is beautiful, phenomenal human beings who can't see it in themselves, whose self-esteem is not there. And through that, through that lack and the hurt and the sadness that they feel, they can't make it to the other side. They can't get to the place where the healing can begin. And as I have said many times before, there's no way that you can make somebody else see it or want it or be ready for it. And we don't know what each person's journey is. But if you stop looking at what other people's journeys should be and you turn to yourself, you turn the mirror on yourself and you say, how can I lean more on my higher power so that I can truly connect and increase my self-esteem and realize the worthiness that I have regardless of what happened to me in the past? If you think about something that happened 10, 15, 20 years ago, that was really, really hard, that really broke your heart and you felt like you couldn't make it, those are the moments in your life, those turning moments that if you do the work and you see those As gifts to grow and to learn, you look back on and you think, I really thought losing that job would be the worst thing that happened to me. Losing that relationship, losing that friend, having that accident, that death. But if you look now, all these years later, you can see the growth and the beauty and the learning that came from it and sometimes the healing and the change But we're in it, we can't see out the other side. It just feels heavy and dark. I think about the job that I had for nine years. That was my everything at that time in my life. And when it was falling apart, and when I was falling apart, I couldn't imagine what would be on the other side. I was in so much pain. And in that pain, I reacted negatively. I began to clinch onto control and try to move it in the direction that I thought it should go. And it did not go well. And I was not my best person. But I felt like that's where I was supposed to be, that that was, I had put so much energy into it. And at that time, I started this recovery. 
And my sponsor told me that I couldn't leave that job for a year. Which was frustrating because at the time it was really hard and really painful to be at this position with this company. But during that year, I took responsibility for what was mine. And I was able to look more clearly at the situation and to see the pieces that were mine and to let go with grace the pieces that weren't mine and to begin to trust in a much deeper way that there was something coming for me that was more attuned to who I was becoming that this was actually not the place for me. And when I could see that, and when I was in my higher power space, in my higher mind, the universal love, and I completely let go. I completely surrendered. I literally got a call from a recruiter who immediately offered me a position that was a stepping stone to the place where I am now working in the community spiritual center that I had been attending for 18 years. I couldn't have imagined when I was in that darkness that what I learned there gave me so much of what I needed to get me to a place today where I'm speaking to you on this podcast, where I am working and, and registered to become an ordained minister, where spirituality is my core center being, which is completely different from the place that I was before when I was unworthy and not smart enough. And I came out of a place of proving that I was better than that. And the proving was unhealthy. Today, I don't feel that heaviness of less than. And I realize that I'm not book smart like some people are book smart. But that doesn't mean that I'm not smart. And just because school is hard for me doesn't mean that I don't have what it takes to push through and to make it through this school. Becoming an ordained minister and being able to offer light and love and ministry of consciousness and happiness is become my absolute goal and passion. And so if I have to study five times harder than somebody else... I can do it. I have the self-esteem to believe that I can. And that's new. That comes from this work. So what is holding you back in your self-esteem? What messages did you get in growing up either from your family or from the people around you that hooked that piece that said that you're not worthy? And do you have that piece of yourself that can see beyond that? 
that can allow yourself to connect to your higher power of your understanding and be willing to move past that and into a new place. To let go of those old hurts and to see the benefits that have come to you from those hard times and to allow yourself to see the strength of who you are. We are all unique, special, divine beings. We don't have to be like anyone else. And when we can truly be in our essence of who we are with that self-esteem that is connected, amazing things start to happen as the pain and the hurt and the brokenness fall away. So thank you for listening today. Thank you for your time and being on this journey together. It really is something that we shouldn't have to do and we can't do alone. And I want you to know that recoveryoursoul.net is really a desire to create a community where we're working on this together. I'd love for you to go to the website and subscribe if you're interested in receiving um, emails about what's going on or when new blogs are posted. And I thank you for you being here today. And may your self-esteem only grow and flourish as you become whole, happy, and healthy. Namaste. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.